1: Evening, folks. Uh, I was about to say hello and just uh, pretend that it's not 11 o'clock at night. Um, tonight's late, late post game. Uh, I'd like to blame it on a number of things. Um, I'm going to blame it on the cold. Um, I think that's going to be the one I'm going to pin the blame onto. Um, but nonetheless, uh, we're here now. Um, thanks to anyone that's going to be tuning in at this late hour, and obviously to people who we- listen back to it tomorrow morning. Um, just going kind to of go over kind of general post game discussion from um, tonight's game against Copenhagen. Um, I, I seen it was I think Rangers rabble, but a, a tale of tale of two corners. I'd say that's very much true uh, for most of that game. I was really happy with the performance. I thought we, uh, we did have everything we probably set up to do, um, we didn't really give them much. Uh, we gave I, I think I tweeted in the post game. Uh, the fight, the full time tweet was uh, We gave them little and took even less. Um, apart from uh, the two corners, which I'm sure we'll talk about, um, I did have at half time. I was actually kind of disappointed that I didn't actually get to go live at half time. had a, a really good start. I, had, I don't usually script out things, but I had to script it scripted as In the Unibet Gamble Responsibly Derby, the fun has stopped stopped for half time. Um, what are the odds of me having hypothermia? And uh, I don't think it would be a gamble to suggest that we would make changes at half time. Um, just to go with our <laughs> our our shut sponsor there, um and obviously for Copenhagen as well. Um just trying to be lighthearted, hearted uh, most freezing in the cold. Uh I've also I, I put a little tweet out before the start, just get some questions in if you have any off the top of your head that you want us to kind of go over the, go over. I say us, oh, it's just me tonight. Um there's one or two in there. Um uh when obviously like, does does Andrew's wife make his tea? I don't think even if I'd asked my uh, my girlfriend if she'd make my tea, she'd probably scold me, which is probably about right. Um, I would have no arguments there. Uh, the first one was that the other one was quite good that I've seen. Um, what has the board and scouting department uh, been <laughs> been doing with uh, forward planning regarding new players since Clement came in? Um, I'll answer that one with a comment that Clement made in the post game. Um. In the press room in terms of I'll, I'll link it to our kind of Ridvan Yilmaz conundrum at the moment um, he's obviously said things along the lines of you know no player at Rangers is a, a player that we can't afford to accept a nice deal on if there is if there's a nice amount of money that comes in we're obviously gonna have to give it some serious thought and if that that's a nice amount of money we're probably gonna have to look at replacing them but from the sounds of that going along the lines of what he also said we, we wouldn't be able to play with one left back with three competitions until the end of the season, obviously that being Barnabasic if we were to sell with Van Yilmaz, um, which to me strikes that we probably are only looking at selling Yelmaz if we have a replacement there, that, and if there isn't a, a ready replacement there, then we're not too bothered, at least until the summer, which I think is obviously that's fair. I think it's a good assessment of a uh, the two options we have at the moment. Um, I wouldn't be interested in shopping Yelmaz unless it's for somebody better or someone that Clement um, kind of backs as a, as a player he needs for his system. I don't see Borna moving, um, especially with his contract running down in the summer. I think it would be a case of we either renew him or we, we just let him go and the end of the season for free. We um, we got to speak to, uh, I think it's a question, in, but he was, I, was, I was in the press room for Clamont. I thought he spoke really well in terms of our dealings, our transfer dealings. Uh, he was quite uh, quite sharp with some of the questions he faced in terms of the, the business that we were looking at and saying along the lines of uh, 20 years ago, I might have given you the answer you really want there. Um, obviously, some, some poking questions as to let us know what's really going on. Um, Give us, give us some headlines, and they were quick to shut it down, um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, you get the post-game um, thoughts from the manager that will be going up tonight, if not tomorrow morning, across our socials, uh, the Twitters, YouTubes, and onto Patreon as well. Um, I'm sure that our daily news crew tomorrow will be talking about tonight's game, so I'll, I'll not cramp on their style too much. Um, tonight was... It was... A performance apart from those two goals that I was actually quite happy with. It was exactly what I kind of thought it would be. Copenhagen started quite slow, similar to the way we were against Hertha Berlin. Um, obviously the same kind of scenario. This was the first uh, mid-season friendly that they'd played. Um, they hadn't played a game since Galatasaray in the Champions League. So we were, they were kind of in the same situation as we were against Berlin, where Berlin had played a game before uh, going into the game against us. So it was quite clear that we had that extra degree of sharpness, you know, that we were more in the tank. Um, I thought we really controlled the first half. I was kind of happy with it. Um, I, I'd be silly to not comment on Matondo mania running wild. Um, who we actually got? To, I got to a question in with after the game, which was a a pleasure. Um, I'll always hype up Rabbi Matondo because I just think was a player in there, and I think he took his goal really well tonight. But as I said in in the actual live tweet of it he missed a, a kind of clear-cut chance with uh, attempting a lob, which was uh, more of a high cross that ended up being uh, to Todd at the back post, which I don't think he got close to. But, uh, you know, he, he, he got back up, he got back on the horse and he, he tracks the ball down, he runs it back and he drives at the defence, which is, you know, that's one thing he can do. Uh, he does, he gets the ball at his feet and he can run One at uh, teams. He did it even against the best. I mean, The PSV almost scored a cracker in um, Eindhoven uh, where he got the ball out and he just ran and um, took face up the, the defence and uh, and you know beat them and he he worked that kind of space for himself tonight he put the ball into the far corner it was a great goal um, <laughs> I was actually a, I had to chop it down as I was there it was an I was there moment <laughs> for Matondo scoring um, but yeah I'm really proud of him and he was kind of he was chuffed with that in the, in the, the post game um, it certainly doesn't do he's a He's he, spot here any harm? Um, adding some goals, I think that's been clear. Anytime he spoke to the media, um, or even the manager spoke about him, um, the manager's been clear about what he wants from him, what he can add to his game. I think he's he's made that clear himself. You know, adding some more goals certainly won't do any harm in terms of himself personally and also for the team because secondary scoring is just as important as your striker getting X amount of goals a season. I said, we said this, I said this personally after the the, the old firm. I mean, Kyogo scores goals, but the first six old firms he played in, he never scored. But then the scoring came from Abada. The scoring came from O'Reilly. The scoring came from Jota. It's about having that secondary scoring in place. And I think uh, tonight will obviously help coming off the back of his injury, that he's going to have a bit more confidence. Um, yeah, I think you're right. He didn't do a, a lot more than that. Um, I thought leading up to his goal, I think especially as a whole, the both the wide th- threats, uh, McCosland and Matondo, were, were quite sharp. There was a, some nice wee threaded balls up uh, towards the byline that they both got into the end of, which forced corners. If only we could do something with those corners. Um, that would have been uh, lovely because there was a good feud in the opening 10 minutes where um, Yelmaz put the ball up the line and and McCausland got in the end of some Raskin passes that were just uh, threaded in behind for them to get to the byline. Um, I thought that was quite sharp. We looked quite good with those kind of round-the-corner passes. Um, I don't think, uh, to be honest, that Copenhagen really laid a glove on us, which is annoying given the fact there was a two-each final score. Um, I'll go on to those kind of goals. Uh, to tell you exactly... The story of the two corner goals is you look at our live tweets or my live tweets, I got both the scorers wrong on both of them. It says how how tightly packed the kind of six-yard box was for both of the corners. We just couldn't handle the cramped area. Um, <laughs> it was just a, a catastrophe. Um, I don't think Robbie covers himself in glory for the first one. Uh, I think he kind of comes for it, but doesn't fully come at um, And if it is, I think it was it said it was yeah, you fake your fake own goal. Um, for the second one it's a good header if that is the case it's just a shame it's our own net i thought he was quite solid apart from that um funnily enough um it's a shame but um like the game kind of died in the second half when we made the full scale change I, I think a lot a lot of the people around us were kind of stuck in for the long haul when we made those changes um, again apart from Des's goal uh, which he could have had another within about a minute um didn't really do much and Copenhagen started to pick up the pace um, obviously finding a bit of sharpness coming as the, the game carried on um, I was I was really worried that Jordan Larson would score tonight because um, <laughs> I am certainly would have enjoyed it um, we all know who he's, his dad is um, so I'm sure there would have been no short of uh, celebrations against us um, but I mean we did apart from the two goals as I said it's annoying to have to say apart from the two goals um, we did our job and the manager was quick to say that he was happy with the 22 players that played um, especially he kind of um, shouted out to the younger guys at King again playing at a right back I um, said that the other night he'd obviously centre backs where he'd played last year in the Champions League and then CDM's so where he's kind of been playing for Scotland, the under 21's but right back, he said a small amount of experience as far as I'm aware but not to a, a professional game level um, that's even the right way of phrasing that um and then cole mckinnon who predominantly as a center midfielder was uh, uh, occupying the left wing spot tonight um clement was quick to say he was happy with what he contributed given the fact that it's not his natural position so i, I think it was a good night's work but with the two corners that definitely gives them something to work on uh going into the barn i said that in, in our, our full-time tweet Dumbarton it's one of those games This. We should be blowing them out of the water, but they'll be looking for the set pieces, they'll be looking to capitalise on those when they come, when they're far, few and far between. Um, the, the, the long free kicks, the corners with the the win, um, that's where they'll be really pinning their hopes on finding a goal. Um, And we really need to do better because that, that'll be their focus. Um, I, I, I don't disrespect to Dumbarton, but I, I don't think they would beat us playing.
0: and airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
1: football <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird way of saying they don't think they're playing football but they're going to have to make it a, a, a dog in a there scrap of what they can get and if we defend the corners that we did like we did tonight against Dumbarton the I think that would be a, uh, an equaliser for them, um, kind of bring us down to their level. Um, I'm just looking at our comments. Curry, um, uh, kind of chucking one in here. Um, let's see. About Fabio Silva. <sighs> Tonight was... It was. I, I apologise again at the start of the game, in our pre-game, I got it wrong. Uh, the team sheet was going numerically and Ross McCausland obviously being 45 is right down the bottom so i seen uh Cantwell uh Silva Cantwell and Matondo and I went well oh, there's your front three uh it turned out that Silva was it was it was more Silva Matondo and McCausland with the wings uh Silva up top Matondo and McCausland with the wings and Todd in behind out of shape when we were out of the ball our shape was almost like a 4-2-4 and having Todd up with Silva um I thought it was, these. those two looked like they were better working together. Um, It all depends on how long Seema's going to be away for to be honest because if Sima's not too far from coming back I know there'll be a case of getting them back into our training uh, schedules and then back into the swing of things for the club inside of the country. Um, Silva will probably Go back to being a striker in that case, and being another option other than Dessers But in the time where we're not going to have seem as an option, he probably will have to go wide. If anything, um, I don't think uh, I don't think Todd can play wide, so I, I wouldn't be playing. I wouldn't be playing um, Silva anywhere other than the wing or the or top at the moment. Um, I thought Todd was all right tonight, but he got caught a few times with the the, the what we've seen recently with the. I'll take the ball. He, he did He did the hard bit. I keep saying this. He does the hard bit. He gets the ball under. Raskin played a lovely pass to him. Um, he got it out of his feet. He got it into his stride. And then he put two on him. So he then decided to stand up one of them when he had an option, uh, the wide man. And he, he kind of got caught in two minds of play or try and face them both up. And then the time it took him to make a decision to get the ball taken off of him. and um, We've seen it before. And... Um, it's it's becoming a bit of a routine now for him. Um, his stats aren't really good reading at the moment. As I said that in, th- in the, the pod Monday there last night, I think it, i seen he was the most dribbled by player, uh, in, in our team at least. Um, but I, 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 I didn't read too much into it because he, he charges down he presses quite hard uh, on the opposition ball carrier. And, uh, you know, a drop of the shoulder and that's him going to the shop. Um, so it doesn't look like good reading but he certainly puts in the effort um, he screams to me that he needs a goal um, I know he got one against Motherwell but he just needs to have a degree of consistency and he'll be back to where he was in the second half of last season I thought he was brilliant last season the when he came in um, I don't know if it's just um, he's struggling personally to get to grips with the manager's ideas in terms of where he wants him to play but um, you know I think that I'm still behind him. I think, on, when he is being creative and he's in the flow of things, he's he's certainly one of the more creative players we've got. Um, I think it certainly helps if he has a bit more stability in the two players he's going to have behind him if he is going to play the, the the kind of attacking mid and having two central midfielders behind him. Um, I mean, uh, with Lundstrom and Sterling, I mean, I think we're all. We're certainly all surprised by how good Dujan Sterling is at centre mid, but if it wasn't for how (laughs) how poor our injury record has been this season, we wouldn't have seen it. Um, It says it all. I think we're forgetting that you shouldn't have to play at centre mid. That's how short we are, and having that lack of stability and consistency behind Todd, if he is playing in the the, the attacking midfielder role, I certainly don't think that that helps him at all. I think it's a hindrance. Um, I I, I don't... I wouldn't say necessarily it's because Raskin isn't there because I thought Raskin's not had a brilliant start to the season either. But I think you can definitely see they're better together than they are separated. Um, but I suppose that's going to be a... time will tell in that situation because Raskin's obviously just coming back from his injury. Um, I, I think it'll be interesting to see what we do against Dumbarton. I, I don't know, I don't want to write Dumbarton off at all. As I said, I think set pieces we, could, we might struggle but I'd like to see us put in the performance that we should be putting in and putting three or four or five by them. Um, I know it's away from home, but the sounds like it's going to be out of the majority of Rangers fans uh, in, the, in this, the ground. So I, I, I wouldn't write it off. I, 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 I don't want to say a thump so I feel like saying that about any team is, a, is slightly disrespectful, but we need to be putting on a performance of a team that is in the late rounds of a European competition and... Against a team that's in the lower leagues in Scotland, we need to play up to, you know, the tail of the tape. We we are the we are the heavyweight here. We need to go and prove that by putting four, five, six, you know, that could go on. Um, and I think if we can do that and have some a nice eight out of ten from Nico and Todd, then that certainly would do them the world are good. Yeah, I'm not too I'm not too big on the we we'll chuck the the winds out against Dumbarton, especially when they're just in the door with But I don't think I, I, I'm struggling to kind of word this correctly because I feel like I've not seen anything from a Rice or a McKinnon in in the midfield in this kind of training uh, sessions games that we've had recently. It says that they've been horrible. I just don't think that they've had the right person next to them. I think if you're gonna if you are going to chuck in some youth you're gonna have to blend it pretty well. Because Chuck and Fuentes in there with McKinnon and Rice in Spain was a poor decision, in my opinion. I think we didn't really give the the two youth players a backbone to work off of and have a bit of the kind of support, especially when you can compare it to having Golden in the centre half position, having Fraser out in the left, King out the right, and your fake all alongside Golden. That's that was probably better because you have the experience on from the shoulders of Golden, and I think he. Funnily enough, I thought he was one of the worst performers in in that kind of uh, back four against Berlin. Um, But it just shows you. Um, Again, I'd I'd, I'd say in terms of the youngsters tonight, I'm happy with Eufeco. I think another year or two of development and he could be a real player. Um, Maybe a lapse of concentration on the goal. I think he maybe leaves himself having to recover. Um, and that's maybe why he's put in his own goal not get, not having the concentration to go with the player early and trying to make up for it and it ends up going in the back of his own net uh, the midfield I said, McKinnon um, he was obviously left wing, I don't think that would be too much to say that he, I don't think he'll have a chance uh, against Dumbarton, if so I think he would have probably had more time playing in his natural centre mid place to, to get him prepped properly for for Dumbarton Um. Rice I don't think it's close enough, um, he never featured tonight. Um, I, I don't know, I, I don't see where, the only one would maybe be Leon King, um, I don't know where they would put him, it would be at centre half, it would be at right back and give have a break. Um, it's, it's something that the, the Gaffer probably need to decide before now until then, um, but I, I wouldn't make too many wholesale changes. The Gaffer said will. Um, is injured. There wasn't. I think it was somebody saying it was. He had requested time away to for a family, uh, expecting a child or something like. that, But he said it was an injury, um, not a brilliant one. I think he said a month. Um, it would be without him, which is frustrating. He said, obviously, with coming onto a game recently, scoring against Motherwell, um, Davies. He was hoping to have back this week. That's fallen through by the sounds of it. Um, hoping to maybe hear more on him next week. I'm sure somebody in the press will, will ask him about that heading into Dumbarton. Um, apart from that, I suppose the good things in terms of the injury front was that Jack and Lawrence were back. I thought Tom Lawrence was uh, was okay. Um, I think that we need to stop rushing Tom Lawrence back in. I think he definitely found out that he wasn't 100%. When he came back from his last injury because he then gets re-injured with a muscle injury with, within about two games it's frustrating that we don't, we don't have a return to play protocol that's nailed out that works um i like that i'd like to hear a wee bit more about that in the close season if we're going to make changes in terms of our uh, our doctor team i know we made we brought in waller at the start of the season but i, I don't know I said again tonight that he's never seen anything like this in his, his career, uh, Clement, um it's just, He usually prides himself on his team's being healthy at uh, these last places of work, but this isn't like nothing he's seen before, which kind of tells you how bad it is. I mean, I think we're all aware of how bad it is, but it's certainly hearing it and from an honest perspective from, from the manager, uh, it's... Uh, it's I, it's just a perplexing situation to be in um wonder if we've, we'll see some people maybe not interested in joining the club if they're going to end up in the injury table i, mean, I think somebody said the whole Nisbet room with the other day he's he's had some injury issues since he left Hibs, so i don't think he'd be a good option given our, our track record um but i suppose the only time will tell same with the transfer front he said you know whether it's tomorrow or if it's the 31st i'm sure that we'll We'll, kind of, uh, we'll have what we need in place, um, but he's not giving too much away. He's keeping his cards close to his chest, um, which I suppose is good. I mean, the press are going to want to hear a big scoop. Um, don't get me wrong, it would be lovely if we announced Messi and Mbappe and Haaland all in, on pre-contracts um, to the half-time on the park, but that's not how it's, it's going to play out, and I think we all know that. So I think... He was quick to reiterate that there is work going on that's not we're not just sitting about and waiting it's he said from the he can tell by the the texts and calls he gets that god knows what time at night um he's losing sleep over it uh that he knows his team are working hard and everyone in the background who need to be working on it or doing their best um so as i said it's, i think it's just a waiting game um but again no real hints no real scoops that we can really comment on so i'm Zoom in, we'll probably. Just need to wait and see. I think we'll. Uh, I'm just conscious of the time. I don't want everyone staying up too late. I know I've certainly got my work tomorrow, so I think I'll call it there. Um, thank you very much to everyone that's come along in this kind of post game <laughs> impromptu uh, live stream. Um, that will listen tomorrow morning. Uh, and no, no shame in, <laughs> in not missing the uh, and missing the live because it was very very late, and I apologise for that. But um, thanks again, thanks for the support. Um, uh, I think it's bedtime for me. Um, so <laughs> until next time, I think we'll be back on Thursday night. Um, so until then, uh, this has been the Gallup View. Uh, signing off Andrew Stewart uh, to each game against Copenhagen. I'm still very cold. <laughs> thanks. Good night. <laughs>